If you've been looking for a happy place, you have found it. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and greetings. I am J.R. Houston, the host of Live Happy Now, the podcast dedicated to helping you find your true happiness through real scientific research, real relatable stories, and a little bit of fun along the way. Live Happy Magazine, of course, is our partner. We are excited to be talking about the new issue of Live Happy Magazine. We'll do that in just a moment. But first, got to thank our partner, Life Reimagined, and their website, lifereimagined.org slash happy. It is filled with processes that you can go through and resources for you to consider as you continue on your journey toward peak happiness. They say as you awaken to the power of happiness, so do your dreams. So what's next? Find out more by going to lifereimagined.org slash happy. We are so excited about a new issue of Live Happy magazine coming out. That's why we've got our COO, editorial director, bullpen coach, everything. Uh, <laughs> offensive coordinator, Deborah Heiss is here with us. And I tell you what, uh, this, this magazine, when, when I was told who was going to be on the cover and the fact that she really wanted to be on the cover, I was excited and also not surprised because Dolly Parton, Seems like a natural fit for Live Happy Magazine. Well, JR, you let it out of the bag there a little bit. But yeah, Dolly Parton Parton is our uh, cover person for uh, the November, December issue of Live Happy. And we were super excited to have her on the cover. In fact, I was amazed once I started telling people who was our cover personality, how many different people and what a diverse array of people were like, oh, I just love her. It just did not matter who we mentioned her name to. Everybody was like... She's perfect, and we love her. And the reality is she gave us a great interview. She is doing some wonderful things um, with her life. She's got a new film coming out, uh, a telefilm coming out. But most importantly, she's just a person that exemplifies um, living the life that most of us want to live. She's a happy person. She lives by her values. She shares her values with others. And it's really just a great story, and I think our our readers are really going to enjoy reading about it. And uh, the cover is startling, as usual, our... uh, Art director Catherine Finney has done a wonderful job with the cover and the the layout of the magazine, and I think people are really going to want to pick this up when they see it. Oh man, it's absolutely beautiful! And then you open it up, and there's so many things that are going to, I think, really have an impact in people as we head toward the holiday season. You know, we're going to be meeting up with family members that maybe we have a great relationship with, maybe we don't have the best relationship with. And there's one article in there that talks about forgiveness, and we we talked with a, a mother and daughter uh, in a previous edition of Live Happy Now that that really talk about how forgiveness can impact us. And there's there's a lot of science behind it in the article that's uh, featured in this. Uh, Yeah, our theme for the entire issue uh, coming into the holiday season was family and forgiveness. And so we have lots of articles that touch on family. um, But we also have uh, this article that you're speaking about, which talks about forgiveness. One of the things I get asked most frequently um, when I'm interviewed by other media people is, you know, because we talk about forgiveness and forming good relationships and having positive relationships as being the core of living a happier life and of being of experiencing happiness in your life and building a meaningful life. And one of the most common questions I get is, well, this forgiveness thing, it's really hard. How do you go about that? Mm -hmm. And so this article brings a lot of the science, um, the science of forgiveness, why it works, how to go about it, and and what what it will mean to mean to your life. If you can just learn to let go of that excess old anger or you can learn to really um, deal with uh, deal with relationships that haven't been so positive in the past. So I'm really excited for people to people to learn it. Um, you know, one of the main things I don't think people realize is that uh, the huge impact that the ability to forgive can have on people's happiness. Oh, yeah. It really does, uh, both forgiveness and lack of forgiveness really does uh, make a difference in how 
and, and how you're going to feel about your life and your overall well-being. So it's a great story here. Uh, the podcast um, with the two women that are featured in the story is, is, is also fabulous. So I hope everybody listens to that if they haven't already. Um, but I'm really excited about people reading this article, and maybe I won't have to answer that question quite as often. Yeah, and the nice thing about that article, as I read it to prepare for when we talked to Mildred and Gail, is it gives you the relatable story with it, with Mildred and Gail, and then gives you the reasons why uh, with a scientific backing. It's it's really a fantastic article. Looking forward to a, a lot more people getting a chance to read it. As we mentioned, the holiday season coming up, a lot of people are going to be getting and giving gifts, and there's a really cool article in there uh, with a lot of people talking about gifts that changed their lives for the better. Yeah, Shelley Levitt, um, our, one of our editors at large, wrote this article, and it's a phenomenal look at, at gifts that change people's lives. And this is everything from books to an umbrella rod to a chair, but it really is this gift that was so personalized for the person who received it that the gift made an impact on them that carried throughout their lives. And it's a great story. And Emily Miller, who happens to be one of our, who happens to be our web editor, um, also is one of the subjects um, in the story. And she's joining us on the podcast a little bit later to share her story about the gift that changed her life and, and how it made an impact. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear that story as well. Yeah, it's a fun story. And you're, you're going to hear from her just how, how much it, 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 not only changed her physical well-being, because, of course, riding a bike is going to help you be uh, physically healthier, uh, but her mental well-being and sense of community as well was changed by it. It's it's really cool. We'll have that coming up in a bit. Another thing we're going to have coming up in a bit that we're really excited about, we had a chance to interview and talk with Deepak Chopra and his daughter. Yeah, his daughter Malik and Deepak met with our writer, um, in New York, Gina Roberts Gray. She's the one who wrote the article for the magazine. So there's an article. It's an interview with them. But we asked her to record the interview since, you know, Deepak plays such an important space in uh, mindfulness. Or is an important person in the mindfulness space. And so we asked her to interview, uh, to record that interview. And we're able to bring you a section of that a little bit later in today's podcast. Um, one more uh, story that I'd like to highlight that's in the magazine is we have this article called Table Talk. As many people are going to their Thanksgiving dinners with their families or they're going to be spending holidays over the next couple months with their families, um, we have this great article that talks about the value of telling family stories. So when you're sitting down with that uncle who's telling the same story that you've heard a million <laughs> times, maybe your kids haven't heard it. But the, you know, the heritage and the connectedness that family stories and family traditions um, provide, uh, you know, the, the continuity that it provides to our family and the, and the way that we express those and the way that we take them in and the importance of those. There's a great story called uh, Table Talk in the magazine. I also want people to check out maybe before they go for that Thanksgiving dinner so that um, <laughs> uncle story is a little more tolerable. At least you'll see the value in hearing it for the umpteenth time. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and, I, you know, and, and speaking from experience, when the people who are both the storytellers and the subjects of those stories aren't showing up to the dinners anymore it, it's really important to have those stories uh, locked away in your in your mind and heart to, as you approach the holiday season that's is, for sure it is really enriching to be able to have that uh sense of history and family history and connectedness and um you know storytelling is one of the ways we do that so it's really a really an interesting look at that 
experience. Absolutely. In one of the articles in this edition of Live Happy Magazine, we're looking at how some presents, as in gifts, offer more than just a quick feeling of happiness, but transform us in ways that really can change who we are. And we're lucky enough uh, to have one of the people featured in the article right here in our office. It's uh, web editor Emily Miller. And uh, you changed how uh, you shared with us how your gift changed your life. First of all, what was the gift? The gift is my bicycle. Oh, a bicycle? Yes. Okay. And how did that... So you must have been going through something very strange to have a bicycle <laughs> be so life-transforming. Life what was going on? Right. Well, um, actually, so I, I had some pretty major surgery about two years ago. Okay. And so it was sort of the recovery from that was it took a long time. And it you know, I'm used to being a pretty active person and just like most of us. And um, when you recover from a surgery like that, you kind of... You, you feel so old and you feel sort of like an invalid and you're, you're kind of oh, you yeah. know, walking around the block and you're like, oh, yeah, I walked around the block. And it's like you're supposed to be, you know, your, your grandmother is supposed to consider walking around the block, <laughs> you know, exercise. You know, you're not supposed to feel that way. Right. And so I was slowly, you know, working my way back up to being like a fit person again. And I, I really lo- love, you know, riding a bike. I used to ride a bike, but mm-hmm. I hadn't bought one since I had been living here in Dallas. And, um, and I kept thinking, oh, I really want to get a bike. I want to get one. And, um, they're kind of expensive. And so finally my, my mother was like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to get one for you. And so we went to the store and I found one and it just fit me perfectly. It was, I loved it. I loved the color, everything about it. And, and so she, she got it for me and I thought, well, I'll ride this around the, the neighborhood. I'll ride it with my kids. Sure. And, um, but actually I ended up getting really, really into cycling, which, uh, which I wasn't expecting. Wow. Yeah. And and I started uh, riding like you know seven miles, ten miles, and then I just started riding like these long rides, twenty miles, like down to the lake. And um, wow, that's and, that's impressive for someone who is coming off of a, a surgery. I mean, I'm sure you had to well, build the twenty miles. It's not like the yeah. first day you're like, okay, mom, see ya. Yeah, and you rode twenty miles from the store, but right. And at this point, I'm fully you know the time I'm talking about, I'm fully recovered, right, right, and everything. But it just. Um, and I never saw myself as a cyclist. You know, you see those people out there with the padded shorts and the jerseys and everything <laughs> riding around. Yeah. And I never saw myself that way. But I've, I've just gotten really into it because of this this because of getting this bicycle. And um, I always used to run a little bit and do yoga and different mm-hmm. things. But but now I kind of see myself as, as more of a, a of a bike person. And and uh, it's really cool. And I. It's it sounds, it's gotten me. It's it's exercise, but it's something that's that I I love that I feel yeah. passionate about and that I look forward to, and it's 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 um something that I really really enjoy and that I see as a big part of my life now. And a lot of people will do. They've got hobbies like that. That that it's like you know fishing or they go play golf or in your case you ride a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Is it something that you can do to kind of you know say you've had a rough day here at the office, you go home and you hop on the bike and it just it sort of centers you. Is that something oh absolutely? That I think it's a huge uh, way to relieve stress. Mm-hmm. I think that. You know, it's so many of the things that we talk about in the magazine rolled up into one. I mean, it's um, it's a way to relieve stress. It's a way to um, when I ride out to the lake, it's like I see this beauty and I feel this sense of just like oneness with nature. And oh, and then yeah. this weekend, I actually went on a group ride, and so you meet people, you form relationships, and things like that. So those have become very popular recently. I yeah, think, yeah, the, you these see big, a lot of groups, like critical mass, and, and all these different <laughs> things. And there's like 50 bikers at a time. I mean, I, I can see where you'd build a lot of camaraderie through those things. Yeah, too, there's the personal great, great camaraderie. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I would imagine, too, that it gives you an opportunity to go through, you know, we always talk about having these little processes that you do throughout the day, you know, counting your blessings or finding things you're thankful for. I'm sure that gives you time to sort of, when you're just by yourself in your zone, you can take a look at your life as a whole and, and find ways that, yeah. that you're happier in it. Well, it's interesting. I actually really like to do it in the morning before work. It's getting mm. to be harder to do that because it doesn't get, it, it gets light, light much <laughs> yeah. later. But um, I would go on these long rides and you, when you're biking, you're really not supposed to listen to music. And so, you know, you can, when I run, I have my, um, my podcast going and right. I'm listening to something, but, um, like this podcast, but right. I, um, <laughs> but so when you're riding, you're just kind of thinking to yourself and you're talking to you, it's very meditative. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, like I'm riding around, I mean, I'm on these path and it, you really go into your mind it's very cool well there's all kinds of ways that uh, we can see that your gift has helped you and, and helped uh, probably even the people around you notice that uh, there's been a big difference since you got your bike and so uh, i'm sure they're very excited about it too i think i've actually um, inspired a few other people to go and, and start riding that's very good I, I I think not only if you're inspiring them to get more exercise in a fun way, but the, the other things we talked about, you know, the bike groups that you can get your camaraderie and all that, uh, it's it's fantastic. Well, we really thank you for not only sharing your story in the magazine, but also with us uh, here on Live Happy Now. We'll look forward to reading about yours and Heather's and Judith's and James's and Kayla's. They're all in there uh, as part of this uh, new issue of Live Happy Magazine. Thanks for stopping by, Emily. Thank you. It was really interesting for me to hear Emily talk about um, her her bike and get the experience of getting that. And just so you guys know, there's a lot more stories about gifts that change people's lives. And these are not complicated gifts. There's books. There's, like I said, an umbrella rod. And, you know, if you want to know how an umbrella rod can change your life, you're going to have to read the magazine. There you go. (laughs) And a chair and all all sorts of ideas of people, both famous and non-famous, who had their life changed from the gifts that they've received. And becoming a better gift giver is part of the story as well, how to choose the perfect gift. So I encourage each of you to check out that article before you go on your Christmas shopping uh, junket or your Hanukkah shopping junket or just simply your family, let me give everybody I know a gift uh, junket, whatever the season or whatever holiday it is that you celebrate. Uh, But I also am really excited to bring you an excerpt from an interview that Gina Roberts Gray, the um, uh, one of our contributing authors, did with Deepak Chopra and his daughter Malik. Um, You can read more about this interview in the magazine, but we were very fortunate that she recorded the interview live as she was doing it. This is is the interview she uh, uh, wrote the article from. So take a listen, and I know that you're going to enjoy it. Can you share a little bit, what's your father-daughter dynamic like, and how has that changed over the years? Uh, So we are a very close family. Um, It's really nice. I think I have a clear memory of post my parents starting meditation, a shift in our family dynamic, um, which is we just spent more time together, happier, and because my dad was traveling a lot, we got to travel around the world. So my, I have one younger brother who's three and a half years younger than I am, and we just were lucky we're a close family, so we see each other a lot. and. Um, are in touch constantly via <laughs> social media and text and all that kind sure, of stuff. Sure, sure. Now, what is your success or, or tricks for having a well-balanced, happy family? Well, in our case, it was uh, the fact that uh, my wife and mother took the total responsibility <laughs> for taking care of the kids. And I was therefore left free to uh, talk to them 
about philosophy and the arts and science and consciousness. So it was a perfect balance because I didn't have to worry about the small little details. And uh, that's how we balance my relationship with my wife too. So it kind of, by osmosis, permeated into into the kids. What's the secret of a well-balanced life? I think ultimately there's only one secret, and that is that you love what you do every day. That's the only real secret. Then everything kind of balances itself around that fact. So in my mind, I've always had this mantra, love and service. And if you have those two ideas uh, in your awareness, then things kind of organize themselves around that. Having said that, I have a daily practice of meditation. Having said that, I also have a daily practice of yoga seven days a week without break. And uh, having said that, uh, I get good sleep. The rest, uh, again, uh, is because I enjoy myself so much that I don't have to worry about, uh, oh, this is not going to work out because I'm not really concerned about whether it's going to work out or not. I'm having a good time. What is your trick? You know, do you find yourself lapsing and not living in that joyful moment? And, and if you do, how do you snap yourself back? Or has it just become such second nature? I'll answer first because mine is completely different from my dad's, <laughs> which I know. So I do not meditate regularly. I don't do yoga every day. I just don't have... I say I don't have the time because sure. I'm so busy doing other stuff. Sure. But a few years ago, after I've been meditating for 35 years. Um, a few years ago, when I was feeling completely frazzled and... Um, unanchored. I did recommit to that practice and other practices and just nurturing myself more and it's made such a dramatic change in my life. That being said, I'm not completely regular about it um, and which is why the subtitle of my book is my somewhat messy journey because for me, I think I'm more um, like many other women my age and as my dad said, maybe it does come with age as well. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to balance it all. So he can answer very you? differently. <laughs> I can say honestly that I don't get stressed. Really? Oh, yeah. I can at I'm this envious. point in my life. But for those who do, other than a daily practice of meditation and yoga, I suggest the following. To stop once in a while during the day and ask uh, yourself a simple question. Am I aware? And then take a moment to be aware of your surroundings and your body. Don't have to put words to it. Take a moment to be aware of your breathing, sensations in your body, all the beauty around you. Because even in the midst of a lot of chaos, there's all these beautiful colors and smells and tastes and surroundings. <coughs> you don't have to put words to that. So. You say, am I aware? Take a moment then to be aware and then ask yourself who or what is having this experience. And you realize that the who who's having this experience is not stressed. 
it's the it's the thought, it's the feeling, it's the emotion which you are not. Mm-hmm. You are the awareness in which that comes and it goes. So if you just practice them, and I've tried it with lots of people who are stressed, you know, it's just say just stop every moment, every now and then ask these three questions. If that seems too much for you, then stop uh, now and then and observe your breath. Or if that seems too much for you, then stop and observe sensations in your body. If that's too much for you, just stop. <laughs> you know, in other words, press the pause button mm-hmm. every now and then. And then, you know, it slowly gets to be happy. Okay, the end goal of all goals is to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. I want a good relationship because I want to be happy. I want to be successful because I want to be happy. I want good health because I want to be happy. I want higher consciousness because I want to be happy. So happiness is the end goal of all the other goals. If that's the case, then you should be asking yourself, what makes me happy? And do it right now. Yeah, and I, you know, we grew up learning a lot about intention, and that's what my book is about, my site, intent.com. And I think we were taught to constantly ask why, um, what do I want, but not materially, but what do I want, whether it's happiness or love, connection, purpose. Sure. So I think at any age, you know, I'm in my mid-40s now, um, and, you know, I have realized that I go through different paths. Um, I kind of waver off and come back on, but when I'm reminding myself to ask myself why or what's my intent, behind that, then I'm feeling like at least I'm, even though the busyness is still there, there's some anchoring uh, in the journey. What advice do either or both of you have for people who say, I know it's wonderful, I just, I can't meditate, I can't, you know, when I sit there, I, I start running through a grocery list in my mind, or, or, you know, I think of things I have to do, I just can't clear my mind to do it. What is your advice? My advice is if you spend the time thinking you're doing it or not doing it, in other words, if you're diligent in sitting down for, say, 20 minutes or even less with your eyes closed and either not doing anything or watching your breath, there will only be a few people who say, you know, it's time to take a break and reflect and change my priorities. But the vast majority of people, at least that I've known in my career as a physician, it's a very small percentage who really even questions what's their life about. Okay. Now having again said that, we're living in a different time. There are more people reflecting on these matters today than they were 45 years ago. Would you say you mentioned um yourself, would you say that having a good relationship with yourself is important to to happiness and, and that joy? I think every other relationship that you have is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. How, how do you know, what's, what's the benchmark to know that you have a good relationship? Look around with and see what your relationships are like and they're a reflection of yourself. If you have love and compassion and joy and empathy and peace in your relationships uh, and you're not demanding, that's a reflection of who you are. I mean, I can say very honestly, honestly, not that it was always like that, but with my wife and I, there's a totally 
comfortable relationship. Uh, if I don't even remember the last time we argued. Uh, we might uh, crack jokes about that, but it's an honestly healthy relationship right now. There's no demanding, there's acceptance, there's no judgment. Uh, it's just a relationship that flows. It's more or less like that with our children now. And uh, I would say uh, with our grandchildren, it's totally different, of course. Sure, sure. Now, if you could tell parents, <coughs> if you could give them one piece of advice, who are your generation, who are, again, you know, stressed out and facing all those pressures, what would you, what would you say to those parents? Um, don't stress and feel guilty that you're not doing enough. I think that's been my struggle. I always feel like I'm not doing enough and I'm not keeping up enough, whether it's with work, at school, you know, um, my little company, my parents, my brother, my friends, um, because I, I feel like I'm stretched in so many directions. So I would say to parents, no matter what is going on in your life, in the first three years of life, uh, give all the affection, notice good things about your kids instead of criticizing them, uh, cuddle and kiss them and pick them up when they cry. Uh, there is no limit to the amount of affection, attention, appreciation, and, uh, and simple attention that you can give in those first three years. This is what my wife did, by the way. And this is I see Malika doing it too. Fascinating, enlightening stuff from uh, Deepak Chopra, as you always get, and his daughter Malika in there as well. Well, if you want to learn more about this uh, issue of the magazine, Deborah, it's going to be uh, hitting newsstands already out in some places, wherever fine magazines are sold. And, of course, we have a digital edition uh, for folks to pick up as well if they'd like. Yeah, uh, we are available at Whole Foods, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Sprouts, lots of other uh, retailers. Check us out. LiveHappy.com is I'm sorry, Live Happy Magazine is available in places where magazines are sold and also through the iTunes uh, store for tablets and the Google Play store for tablets um, under Live Happy Magazine. So search Live Happy Magazine and you can buy just this issue or a subscription to the digital edition. And LiveHappy.com is available uh, wherever you can find an internet connection, I believe. (laughs) Absolutely. Totally for free. You can check us out on the internet. Well, thank you so much, Deborah, for joining us here this afternoon. Again, uh, if you want more information about the December issue of Live Happy Magazine, access to free guides to meditation with Deepak Chopra, you can visit livehappynow.com. And while you're online, after you've checked out the issue or you've listened to a podcast, we want to hear from you. Let us know what you're thinking. Find us on Twitter at livehappy, facebook.com slash livehappy. You can search Instagram for mylivehappy, or you can even send us an email, podcast at livehappy.com. For everybody involved in making another successful edition of the Live Happy Now podcast, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long, and remember to always live happy.